Hello guys, welcome back to the episode. Our topic for today is it's a little bit it's a little bit of an interesting topic. I'm I'm going to talk about a movie that not only inspired me to probably make movies in the future, but it also inspired me that this is a movie that I've always looked up to this character, and it just made me think bringing bringing that character to life on the big screen. It's a big deal. Oh, the character I'm talking about is Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1, 2002. It was directed by Sam Raimi. It was direct. It was written by David Koff. Stars Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, and Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah, I have uh, lots of memories about uh, this movie at all. I own it. I own it on DVD. I even have a copy of VHS, the very original VHS tape from 2002. This this was a movie that inspired me that people make movies from superheroes, comic book superheroes that at that time it wasn't even even like, you know, a thing yet. I mean, the only comic book movie at the time was X-Men that came out in 2000. I think when people saw Spider-Man at the time, they think, whoa, we can make superhero movies and we can make them really good. Not just for comic book fans, but for everyone. I never saw I never saw this movie in theaters back in the day. Back in the day. I didn't see it till like a couple months later when it came out on VHS tape. I wish I would have seen it, but yeah. Huh. I can just imagine people at that time, or if any of you guys had the experience of seeing Spider-Man in the theaters, it was pro- it was probably the biggest movie of- event of 2002. I think it was the first movie to gross over like $100 million over over the weekend, and that's uh, that's got to be like a huge summer blockbuster. Spider-Man has a great origin story in this movie. It has like the perfect act one on how Peter Parker become Spider-Man, how he gets his powers. You already know that he's a, he's just a nerdy character, that he wants to get with, with the girl of his dreams, Mary Jane Watson. It, it sets everything up. It sets up the origin story, how he tragically lost his Uncle Ben from a from a, just a criminal mugger, mugger. He hunts him down, and then that it motivates him, him to become Spider-Man. And remember the great quote, with great power comes great responsibility. That is good script writing right there. When I saw when I saw this the first time, I, I was like, yes, this is a character that I, I can relate a, a to because anybody can become Spider-Man. Like, he could be that, you could be that kid getting the powers, using them for fun, and also, like, Use them for only good and stop the evil crime. But it's like, it's a really, really great superhero movie. I was always a fan of this character. Even with, even before I saw this movie, I remember I collected like coloring books, books when I uh, when I was like four or five at the time. I remember, remember I have like a, like a collection of the action figures. I think I have like a ton of Spider-Man figures from all three movies. And I just and I was already a fan of this character. Spider-Man is like my number one favorite Marvel hero of all all time. So Spider-Man in the movie sets up a great origin story when like a movie studio is starting out with a superhero character from the origin story to the present and until 
now towards like its equals. Anyway, so Act One makes a perfect like origin story for me, and then Act Two goes to the present where Peter Parker is now doing his daily life as Spider-Man. We get this cool montage how he's into the spider suit, and let me tell you, I love the Sam Raimi suit. Sam Raimi's direction is per perfect directing Spider-Man, and even the suit itself—it's really a perfect like. Like, it's a combination of what the comics are like, but also it has like an updated, like not updated, dated logo, but it has like a cool Spider-Man logo with with very sharp like arms, arms and legs in it, like on the front and the back. I love the 3D web effect of the suit. It is absolutely really cool. I uh, I love I love the suit. I think I wore I think I wore a costume like that once on Halloween and again and everything when I, I was little. Little. So Spider so towards the middle lack he's doing there's this montage sequences where he beats up all, all the bad guys. Everybody around New York is getting word like who is this Spider-Man guy? Hi, JK Simmons. My god, dude, when he was casted as J Jonah Jameson Perfect role. At the time, nobody who knew who this guy was, but dude, I swear to God, every time when I see J.K. Simmons taking the role of J. Jonah Jameson, and when I ever read a comic about him, I just always imagine J.K. Simmons as that character, and he nails it per perfectly. Kirsten Dunst and Mary Jane Watson, good cat. Good casting too. Ooh, I always thought she looked like Mary Jane Watson, and she was kind of hot though. James Franco playing as Harry Osborne, good actor, playing the role as Harry, who was Peter's best friend, and who gets a little bit of jealous of Peter because he doesn't have that connection with his father, and he always always favors his friend Peter than himself off as Harry. Now, the villain of the movie is the Green Goblin, played by the talented actor. Willem Dafoe. He is Norman Osborn slash the Green Goblin himself. There's a scene in, like we get to see not only Spider-Man's origin, we get to see the Goblin's origin. How he was a failed scientist that is trying to get his business up and running at Oscorp. And then and from a failed scientific accident that night from an experiment and he becomes it's almost like dr jekyll and mr hyde where he becomes the green goblin it's like a multiple personality there's a there's a great direction like this is great this is a great eight scene where norman's just having thoughts in his head where he's talking to himself in the mirror where he's at one side on the right side is himself and on the left side it was it was the goblin himself. He could just change his voice just like that. And I'm just like, that's great at acting. And Willem Dafoe wanted to get this role, role even from the start. He thought like playing a comic book villain would be a lot fun. And my God, this is why actors, when they take a role like this that they're passionate about, that's when you know that the movie's going to be a hit, especially for a superhero movie. So... We get we get an awesome fight scene at the parade. We get a fight scene towards a burning building. I think the CGI with the web swing again. It looks amazing, amazing. John Dykstra's special effects performances that he uses. uses this guy's eyes a legendary. Spider Man's web swing probably got every comic book fan into like tears of joy seeing their iconic character up on the big screen, able to web swing through New York. It is awesome. Awesome. Towards the towards the ending of the film, we get one final battle between Spider-Man and Green Goblin in the warehouse, and it's pretty brutal. To me, I thought uh, it was brutal when I saw uh, when I saw this on the VHS the first time. First time, and it, and holy crap, Green Goblin is kicking Spider-Man's ass. I mean, you're not joking. He's just punching and kicking him in slow mo 
ocean, even though it could be slow at first, but it's like, holy crap, there's blood in it. But it's like, I always like those fight sequences where it's just a one-on-one -on -one fist fight like, in in the warehouse with no one. And personally, for my opinion, though, I just thought, like, even though they fight right at the warehouse towards the end by themselves, I always thought, like, why couldn't they just fight in the Brooklyn Bridge before or, like, earlier in the scene? Because I always thought, like, what if Green Ga Goblin can fight Spider-Man right in front of every, everybody where he could kill Elm and all the people who could watch? That's just a thought out of my... But either way, hey, the fight sequence and, and the... And the abandoned warehouse is amazing. Spider-Man gets back up, up web-slings him, and then starts beating the crap out of him. The goblin reveals himself as Norman, tries to kill him with a glider, and as usual, Spider-Man flips it using his spider sense. And as soon as the glider is hitting towards Norman, he hits, he gets to say, Oh, ugh! ugh. That O right there is just classic Sam Raimi. I mean, he does humor like that in his other, other films, too. Later, Spider-Man takes Norman back to his house. Harry sees him, accuses Spider-Man that he killed his father, and Spider-Man escapes just very quickly. Harry, Harry vows vengeance that Spider-Man will pay for his actions. Peter is worried that Harry will, in time, like find out the real truth. And then, what I liked about the ending sequence is Mary Jane admits to Peter that she loves him, and Peter makes kind of a bit of a sacrifice for his character because this is good script writing where the superhero must give up the one that he loves in order to protect her because he saved her life like three times in the movie and he can't let her take go through that path. Spider-Man vows that Mary Jane will always be safe if he's away from her and accepts the responsibility as Spider-Man. Now when he, as soon as he walks away you get a little glimpse of Mary Jane as she's sort of in tears but she gets like a real like gasp knowing that Peter is Spider-Man, and she will find, find out soon. But it's like a little like bread of crumbles there, knowing that he could be the one. I don't know. I love the final swing when Spider-Man swinging through New York City. That must have been like an awe, like a like a round of applause in the theaters when Spider-Man is swinging through New York City, lands on on top of a building by a f American flagpole, and swings right into the screen. It fades to black. I always love that scene. It's so emotional, like tears of joy. Boy, that that's like when you know the iconic superhero that you've always looked up to, that you've always read through, was now on the big screen. And that was like a big, like, thank you to the fans. And Spider-Man number one is always going to be a classic to me. And it is to this very day. So go watch Spider-Man. Buy the movie. Collect it. It, like for your Marvel collections, it is probably the best Marvel movie for or me, and I'm always gonna love, love it. Sam Raimi did a great a job, and I hope if I ever get a chance to direct a Spider-Man movie, it'll be something along a little bit like Sam Raimi's style, but I don't think I could top that. I'm gonna give it a big 5 out of 5 A+. So, so that's my review Ooh, of Spider-Man, you guys. Uh, this is how, how you felt with Spider-Man. I love this character, and I hope you do too. So thanks for listening to this episode, and stick around for more or the next time we talk. So uh, that, that's it. This is Gabriel saying goodnight.